It's time again for The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies. Hi, I'm Chuck Kuala, former Senate Majority Leader. And I'm Scott Jensen, former Assembly Speaker. And we're The Insiders. So Scott, uh, decision by the Wisconsin Supreme Court to uh, about redistricting. What's your take? Well, I tell you, um, in the highest stakes game in Wisconsin politics, uh, the Democrats have played their hand very, very badly. Their legal strategy has failed. The Governor Evers Commission uh, for Fair Maps drew bad maps, bad maps that don't even meet the legal standards that the federal courts as well as the state courts will take a look at. So um, I'm not surprised, as you know, from the beginning, I have been saying that I thought this case uh, redistricting should be decided by the state Supreme Court, and that if you followed the traditional principles for fair redistricting, it would produce a map uh, that leans Republican for both the state assembly and for the state Senate. And I think that's exactly what's gonna happen here. Well, uh, that's an interesting take because what's going on here is a lot of people are saying, I'm hearing from a lot of people that the Wisconsin Supreme Court has become little more than an enforcement arm for the Republican Party. And that is a dangerous place for democracy to be in Wisconsin. That, and that is what it looks like because the Wisconsin Supreme Court said, yeah, we kind of like this Republican idea that they did this terrible partisan gerrymander found to be the most partisan in the country. And we'd like to help them lock that in over the long term by saying that we would like to see maps that do the least change from what previously was done. And remember, least change from the most gerrymandered uh, map in the entire country. Now, the reality is here, it doesn't matter how you play your hand or not. At the end of the day, we're supposed to have a third branch of government, which makes sure that they intervene to make sure that there's a balance between the parties and things are done correctly. And that when you step outside the bounds, that's not going to work. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court didn't just say we want to take redistricting and look at it and come up with some fair maps. They said, what we want to do is lock in the Republican gerrymander. Wow, that is huge. And I have heard, I can't tell you how many people say the Wisconsin Supreme Court has become little more than an enforcement arm of the Republican Party. And that's a really ugly thing. Why? Well, first of all, you don't get fair decisions if it's true. And secondly, what it means is that people will no longer find the Wisconsin Supreme Court credible. And this is going to be kind of the last straw in what has been a cascading falling of the popularity or, or the, the recognition of the independence of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Now, they haven't made a decision yet. There's still time for that to be different. But I think there are an awful lot of people who feel that now the partisanship of the court looks bad. And, you know, it, it really doesn't help that the court has been having their races run out of the Republican Party headquarters. And the Democrats, some of them, they haven't run it out of the headquarters, but they have had Democratic operatives running. I think that that does steal credibility from the court. And that is something the court relies on its credibility so much. As an attorney, we know one of the things that courts judicial really guard closely is their independence and their credibility, and they're giving it away. And I think that's a dangerous spot for us to be. I think it wasn't a surprise that they agreed with the least change methodology for two reasons. I think, first of all, the court has 
said for the last two years, when you recall, I had a matter before them about redistricting and how they were going to do this. They said, we don't have the capacity to do this. We can't start from scratch and draw maps. <clears throat> so that's not a surprise to me. They conclude, let's work off of existing maps and make as few changes as possible. And it's not surprising. The partisanship of the maps into account. They're going to take into account the traditional things that you take a look at, like communities of interest, contiguity of districts, those sort of things. So I, I'm not surprised by where the answer that they got to. I'm a little surprised how long it took them to get there. Um, but I think it's going to produce what I've been predicting all along, which is that when we're done, the maps uh, for both houses will favor the Republicans. They won't just favor Scott. They won't just lean. That's that's one thing. This is a hardcore gerrymander that locks in crazy Republican margins. It locks in greater than 60% Republican margins in a state which is just a little more than 50-50. And even if you drew maps that didn't have that hard gerrymander, even if it leaned Republican, and it wouldn't have to do that, but even if it did, it would barely give them a majority. We're talking about margins here, and you know this as well as I do. Robin Voss is looking for margins, which will give him a veto override. Nobody in this state wants to have a situation where districts are drawn in such a way that basically a Democratic governor could become irrelevant if Republicans are able to draw lines that actually almost lock in veto-proof majorities. And that's where they're trying to go. That is not acceptable. That's why I'm hearing so many people say, this is a court which has become little more than a, an enforcement arm for the Republican Party. That is not a good place for the court to be for credibility. And I hope they step back from the brink before they get there. Well, a lot of predictions here, but we'll see what the maps look like when the court 